My name is Zach Murrow. I play running back for Strasburg in the class of 2023. Uh, my name is Landon Martin. I play quarterback for Strasburg in the class of 2024. My name is Caleb Hart. I play cornerback, running back for Strasburg in the class of 2023. And you're, you're listening, listening to the Playmakers Corner. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. Uh, first off, thank you for tuning in here. We got a very special interview here with some boys from the Strasburg High School football team out here in Colorado. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, throw it to y'all. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, your names, what position you play, and what class you are. Uh, I'm Landon Martin. I'm a quarterback. I'm a junior uh, in the class of 2024. My name is Zach Morrow. I'm play running back and strong safety in the class of 2023. I'm Caleb Hart. I play cornerback, running back in the class of 2023. Boys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Obviously, you know it's all love over here. We got y'all regardless, but this is gonna be dope. And you know, Landon, you were on this episode. Uh, well, not this episode, but on an interview with us last year with our guy, Matthias Brown, who's over at UNK right now. And so you already been through these, but, you know, tradition's tradition. I got to ask these other boys, Caleb and Zach here, uh, our traditional two intro questions, you know, little icebreakers kind of just to get to know y'all. And so I'll, I'll go ahead and say the first question, let y'all answer it. And then I'll say the second question after that, just, you know, so you can think about it a little bit here. But uh, look. Obviously, y'all are great football players and whatnot. You know, what are some, I guess, what's your favorite memory from football or something like that? Or maybe not even football, but what's like one of your favorite sports memories that you're participating in? Could literally be any sport as long as you're like actively participating in this memory, like you're an athlete in this memory. I'll take that one first. Uh, my favorite sports memory is probably the Centauri semifinal football game the COVID year. Uh, that game was a lot of fun. We were down 14-0 going into half. You know, uh, we were all on edge. We were trying to make it to the state finals once again. And we came back out and we ended up rallying and scoring uh, 28 unanswered. We won that game 28-14. to So, like, the comeback feeling, the camaraderie, just the entire vibe and feeling around that game is easily my favorite football memory. Yeah, definitely that's an Atari game. But also, for me, this uh, Highland game this past year, you know, like, for me, that vibe just felt completely different. We were all locked in. It was, it was a great game, very competitive, and I loved it. Y'all have been <laughs> part of this football program for a minute, man. So, and this is a great football program. A lot of history has this, and so ain't no surprise it's a football memory here. But next thing, and this one's kind of a fun one, but I assume both of y'all are sports fans in some type of way. You know, what's your favorite sport fan memory? It could literally be any sport and whatnot. Cool. <laughs> That's a That's tough cool. one. For me, I'd probably say uh, watching my boy Ben Pedigo. He went and played for the Denver East Angels hockey team this year, so we got to go watch them the whole playoffs. But uh, the game at the Pepsi Center against Valor in the state finals, that, like, high school sports, hockey, I just started getting into hockey this year. You know, one of our buddies, we got to go watch him win a state championship. That was That's probably my favorite sports fan memory. Just, it was a left, uh, Valor, Denver East. It was, it was nuts. Yeah, was yeah definitely that, and, um, pretty basic when he was Broncos fan over here when they uh, won Super Bowl 50 that was mine too great great memories had a very good time I got you so I bet you're pretty excited about Russell Wilson coming through to town oh, right yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> hey it's gonna be a good time man you know how it is you know how he gets them but all right, well, hey, good stuff, y'all. Uh, Caleb, Zach, thank you for, uh, you know, kind of putting up with that little tradition there, but had to do it. That's what we do over here. And so let's go ahead and kind of hop into 
football talk specifically y'all here so last year um not a bad year at all i mean four and in league that's pretty good you know and then i believe y'all went six and three in the regular season let's just keep it general for now um but i mean well let's i'll ask a general question here and if you want to get into detail on it go for it feel free to do that but you know what were y'all's biggest takeaways from last season obviously y'all were a a little bit of a younger team you know coming off a year where you're graduating a lot of players uh who helped this team get to state and whatnot and so last year definitely a little bit of a younger team but still had a very positive record so you know what were the vibes what were the biggest takeaways from last season for y'all um for me like the initial takeaway i know i didn't really get to be on the field all season long but um the biggest takeaway for me was kind of i got to see what happened when you didn't prepare the right way um all throughout the summer my job kind of was to prepare my body to be able to play varsity level football against high level teams like Lyman, centauri and things like that and um i just didn't put on enough weight in the off season stuff like that and i saw what happened when you don't get prepared enough and then uh i think uh, all throughout you know our entire roster there was a lot of people who didn't prepare the right way and it showed when we played against um you know those top teams in a 1a like Lyman and Centauri and so that's probably my biggest takeaway that I had yeah you know overall in the entire season I took away that this entire team and the camaraderie we have and the heart that we have is just insane it's unmatched you know like you're not going to see that on the scoreboard all the time and you know we had a lot of injuries this season a lot of issues with some uh, roster spots but you know I just took away that this team has what it takes and if we can get some things figured out then we can make it all the way yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me was uh, you can't get complacent. Uh, you know, when you're an underclassman, you walk into a program like Strasburg, and it's almost a given that you're going to make the state finals every year. And it's typically, um, I was lucky enough I got to play as an underclassman, so I cut with kind of was part of that. But for other guys that weren't, that didn't get a play right away and weren't immersed in, in the fire right away, it's easy to take that type of thing for granted. You know, winning, beating teams 42-0, and just at the end of the year, always planning on practicing Thanksgiving Day, you know. So the biggest thing I'd say is just com you can't get complacent because as soon as that happens, especially um, Strasburg football, you have a big, you got a big target on your back. Everyone's trying to gun you down. You're going to get everybody's 100 percent every time. So the biggest thing is you're always hungry. You're always you should be chasing people down rather than letting people catch up to you to that target. Hey, I like it. Honestly, there's always a lot to learn, especially when you're a younger player walking into a program. You, you're kind of given the keys and whatnot. You know, there's always going to be some things that uh, probably couldn't have ever possibly prepared for. And you kind of just got to experience it. So I definitely understand that. Love the answers there. And honestly, last year was a little bit of an up and down year. Uh, just going down the schedule real quick. Uh, I had to play a two-way team in Platte Valley, which as far as two-way teams go, they're kind of like a little... I don't know. They're they're like a literal trap game for almost every contender out there. So that's kind of a tough one. Drop that one only 18 to 7, not the worst. Then you played Yuma, beat them 19 to 16. That's a quality team. Then you played Lyman uh, away, by the way, and only lost to them 20 to 0. Uh that I believe was actually the closest game Lyman played up into state obviously where they did win that one but uh tell me a little bit about the vibes with that Lyman game Landon I, I believe that was the game that you got you got injured in was that right yeah yeah that was 
I got you. So I, I don't I don't want to bring up any trauma or anything crazy, but <laughs> you know, hey, t- tell me a little bit about the vibes going into that game. I mean, obviously that one's away. It's at Lyman, so that's automatically you know a lot more <laughs> added onto there. And then on top of that, they're kind of I mean not kind of they were a dynasty at the time on an insane win streak. Um, not only in wins but state championship wins. And so what were kind of the vibes going into that one? Uh, what were some things y'all took away from that game? there does that kind of seem to be a little bit of a game changer because then y'all face Santar the next week but obviously i kind of felt that like uh you know maybe maybe that lyman game was still in the back of y'all's heads definitely the the for me at least the vibe for that lyman game was a little bit different just because you know the history that our programs have had up until that point especially i think we played them in what three state championships in a row leading up to that and um you know so there's always that, like, you know, that story and that history surrounding that game. And then obviously just the atmosphere was awesome. And uh, that was the Broncos game of the week. And so warming up for that game, I mean, there was photographers and all that sort of stuff. So the atmosphere surrounding it was just a lot of fun. And uh, the nerves were a little different. Um, you know, you were more anxious. You were more excited to get out there. And then once the game started, um, you know, our defense was absolutely holding their own. We played pretty well defensively. Um, just couldn't really get things going on the offensive side. So uh, even when we went down, you know, two scores, three scores, I, I feel like there was never really a lapse in, like, um, confidence. Um, we knew that if we could get something figured out on the offensive side of the ball, we'd be able to take it because our defense looked great. And, uh, you know, I went down. Um, we kind of had to scramble uh, from that sense, and things just didn't really go the right way. And I think that probably did carry into the next week against Centauri, especially because that gives – I mean, JR hadn't worked on uh, quarterback at all up to that point that season, and he had one week to get ready for the eventual state champs. So, I mean, that's a hard position for him to be put in, and everyone else around kind of had to scramble. So I think uh, that lineman game definitely carried into the Centauri one a little bit. What do you guys think? Uh, when when you go in to play Lyman, I mean, us and Lyman, we've kind of created a rivalry over the years competing for state championships. You know, we were the top two teams for four or five years. Going into a Lyman game every week, I mean, practice the whole week, film. Film on Monday through full pads to walk through on Friday. It's Everyone's locked in on that week. And I think you almost you have this certain feeling or this image in your mind of how the game's going to go and what it's going to be like when you got when you get there. And to be completely honest with you, when we got to Lyman, it was a it was a weird atmosphere. It wasn't one of like the typical game. It was the Broncos game of the week, so there were those festivities. But like Lyman, like there was no music going on during the yeah, warm up. Yeah, it was quiet. There was no music on. Um, like the fan, there were a lot of fans, but everyone was kind of there for the Broncos game of the week stuff. So the vibe was just completely different, and I think that almost even carried into the game where, in the game, it's like. You're, you're playing, but you're just going through the motions, mm-hmm. and you can never really get the ball started, never get the ball rolling. So I think, I mean, our defense held its own, but like Landon said, the offensive side of it never got going. And I think the other thing that really hurt us in that game was the big play. Um, I mean, if you look at Lyman's scores, we held him on the goal line twice, and I think that a deep pass, a long run from Jay Leeper, and I cannot, I can't remember the other score, but two of the three touchdowns were big plays that we just we didn't strike it or land any of those. So I think that was the biggest thing, you know, couldn't get the ball rolling and then just the big play effect that Lyman had. Yeah, those vibes just going into it, like everybody's hyping the game up, Broncos game of the week. And 
I definitely think it got into some of our guys' heads, you know, just overhyping the game a little bit. We couldn't fully concentrate on what we needed to do. And like these guys said, we held our own on defense, stopped them on the goal line at least two times, but really couldn't get anything going on the uh, offensive side. And I really think that killed us. You know, with all the injuries that we had that game, especially with Lennon's collarbone going into Centauri, just feel like it kind of brought the team down a little bit. Fair enough, fair enough, and that's interesting about the whole music thing. That's that's a little eerie. Was, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, bro, it was, I'm telling you, it was so weird. Yeah. I mean, have you, how many high school football games have you been to where there's not music yeah. playing during the warm up? How many? None. <laughs> not know? even middle school games. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. That's a, it was like a stigma almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I might. I might have to ask the Wyman boys what's up with that, because that's yeah, that's an sure. interesting way to get ready. But all right then, well, so obviously, unfortunately, that happened. Then Centauri happened. Both of first off, playing both of those teams back to back sucks because yeah, that's right. literally never gonna happen any other time, um, except for maybe playoffs. But even that's kind of a weird pull there too. So kind of a tough go. And obviously, both those teams went to state put on a great show there as well you know we y'all were there too i believe and we was there um watching and so kind of a tough go but after that you know uh landon you were obviously out well basically you were out for the rest of the season there's always i what if like maybe if y'all made a deeper run playoff a deep enough playoff run then maybe you could sneak your way up in there but it was it was gonna be tough you know but regardless though caleb zach i mean y'all turned up from this Bennett game all the way down to uh, that last uh, regular season game against Flatirons Academy, y'all rattled off uh, a number of big dubs. Not just like, uh, it was a close dub. I mean, the Highland game was pretty close, but I mean, I'm saying, I'm looking at 42-0 versus Bennett. Uh, tough 19-7 game against a tough Highland program. 67-0 on Prospect Ridge. 49-8 on Estes, and then 42-0 on a solid Flatirons team. I mean, what was what was kind of that run like? Uh, just going on that run after that Lyman Centauri game, not having your quarterback uh, Zach and Caleb. Uh, you know, when Landon got hurt and coaches told me that I had to take over as quarterback, it kind of put a lot of pressure on my back, and it kind of forced me to take myself to the next level and really put the team on my back the best I, best way I could. You know, we got Zach running the ball, getting like at least 100 yards a game, really turning up for us. But you know. Yeah, that little stretch was us. It was crazy, man. All those games uh, played to the best of our ability. The Highland game, like I said, loved that game. The vibes were unmatched. You know, we just really found our found our way as a team. That run, uh, you know, after the big loss to Centauri, uh, that one that one hurt. Uh, and we, I mean, we got back to the basics. It was, what are we gonna have to do to set ourselves apart for the rest of the season? And really, the answer we came up for was hard work. Um, leadership, the way we led kind of changed. Coach Brown preached to us. You know, Strasburg's always been one of those teams where it's like you yell, you get on people's butts to bring in order to bring them up. But last year we had kind of a different group to where we changed the leadership. It was more of a positive, picking people up, you know, trying not to get down as much. Um, it was kind of a different angle taken there to bring your teammates up. And, I mean, start of the season every year, number one goal is to be league champs. That gets us into the playoffs. Number two goal is obviously to win a state championship. So that's what Coach Brown, I mean, he preached it week in, week out. That was what we had to do in order, the way we started the season, what we had to do in order to give ourselves an opportunity to get to goal number two was achieve goal number one and become league champs. So I think really we just locked in and um, it became a job. Uh, we knew what we had to do. And luckily we, we were able to bear down and we got it done. 
say less. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, then that was last season, and we talked about the vibes from that and all that. Well, going into this season, first off, Landon, I gotta ask you, how's how's the collarbone? Are you healthy? Uh, how's how's that whole process been before you hop into this season stuff? Uh, I feel really good. Um, you know, after surgery, it was pretty smooth. I kind of got back into the swing of things pretty quickly, and um, you know, I've had basically a whole year to kind of recover and uh, you know learn from everything and kind of get back and get better than I was last year. So I feel really good. It never really bugs me anymore. And now I'm just gearing up for this season. Say less. That's good to hear, man. That's always very good to hear. Now, obviously, you want all our squads at full strength here so that, uh, you know, you can show up for this season. But, you know, let's let's talk about this season. So Cody did a season preview on y'all I believe that is episode 180 uh where i'm talking to the listeners or they could check that out if you really want to talks about their season last year uh and then predicts this season now he thinks it'll go i believe he also saw y'all at that seven on seven thing uh that the denver broncos put on and y'all were i believe the only team below 3a to make it to the final day is that right yeah i think yeah. so hey there you go first off congrats on that um second i'm sorry because you had to play pine creek who's like a 5a contender and they'll probably they're a good team yeah (laughs) they're they're a really good team so um you know there you go but uh all together and this is more for the listeners uh just so that they know so cody had y'all finishing seven at two probably at best and then had y'all like worst case scenario like everything's falling apart five and four which isn't even that bad um, but should it still probably shouldn't happen. And then I believe the only two games he said that y'all might lose here is some sort of combination of this Holyoke Wiggins Lyman trio, which y'all have to start the season, which is tough. Um, but some some combo of that, and then the rest of these games, I mean y'all are definitely favored in all of them, and y'all should take care of business from there. So there you go. And then on top of that, he did talk about how he is mostly concerned about the defense. Just a lot of guys you're losing, a lot of bodies. You know, you're obviously losing a leader in Matthias Brown. Uh, talked about him earlier on in this um, in this interview. And then just a lot of other defensive guys. But offensively, I mean, you're basically returning all your skill players. You're basically returning everybody uh, almost, except for some guys up front, which is probably going to be a big deal. But for now, y'all could definitely live off the skill players you have now. And so I just want to get y'all straight up reaction to it. Do you think it's fair? Uh, what are some things you want to throw out there and whatnot? And then we'll, I mean, we'll continue to talk about this season as well. Um, you know, based on our performance against like, you know, those, those top teams last year, I kind of understand the, the doubt um, uh, for those first three games to start our season this year. Um, you know, I think in my opinion, we're going to be a lot uh a lot better. Um, I think we're going to be a lot stronger, more disciplined. I think we'll be faster. Uh, a lot of a lot of things, and um, uh, I think we have a lot of guys that are ready to step up and fill in roles and kind of surprise a lot of people as well. And um, you know, my favorite thing about um, watching and playing Strasbourg football, I remember ever since I was little watching the games. Um, the way we kind of built our schedule is. We, we want to play the top dogs first and kind of have a trial by fire. And, you know, it's kind of let, let's see how good we really are. And uh, it's not changing this year. So I think I wouldn't have it any other way. I want to I want to see the best teams first and I want to find out how good we really can be. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think for this year, we're going to be put in an unfamiliar position and people are really going to count us as the underdogs in a lot of these games. You know, I think it's just going to push us to go even harder and just outperform these teams even more. You know, and definitely looking at the scoreboard and how we played teams last year, I can I can see why they're going to count us as the underdogs, but I don't think this type of group this year is going to be a lot different than last year and a lot better. I think, I think if you look at our squad that we have coming in, um, personally, I think we have the best skill room in the state of Colorado, uh, especially for 1A schools. You know, JR landing a quarterback, he's been looking phenomenal, uh, throwing the ball really well. We have Austin Velasco. He'll be a junior this year. He didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but he's Real good threat on the outside, Dalton Bergstrom, Egan Stevens. No, uh, we have depth, and even our depth are phenomenal athletes and understand the game of football really well. So I think, yes, I understand us being the underdog, but I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. You know, we like being in that situation. Uh, we like, you have nothing to lose. You know, so that's, I think that's what we're going to take into the season. Nothing to lose, but we have everything to gain. Every opportunity, I think we'll take to the fullest. I have no doubt in the guys around me and up front. We, have, we do have a lot of question marks. You know, that's kind of the big thing around Strasburg football this year. Defensively and offensively, up front, what are we going to have? And I think the thing is, we were so senior heavy and upperclassmen heavy last year that those guys just didn't get an opportunity. And I think those guys have also understood this whole summer, you know, last spring after last football season, that they have big shoes to fill. And they've taken upon their shoulders completely. Um, we've had more offensive and defensive linemen at summer workouts, uh, being involved being around the team, um, learning than we ever have before. So I think those guys, those guys have done a really good job of preparing themselves, which is kind of where we lacked last year. So I'm, I'm excited. I think we'll, uh, we'll surprise a lot of people. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely agree with y'all saying that y'all have one of the top uh, skill position groups uh, in the entire state. And, you know, that's just not something that y'all share. Obviously, y'all should believe that anyways. But, I mean, myself, Cody, uh, Mason, even when we talk about it, like, we're like, yeah, no, nah, they're stacked. And even when we talk with other people in the media, Anthony Garcia, he's one that we've been talking to a lot. We're like, yo, Strasburg, they could, they could outshoot anybody. Pro pretty much you know they could pretty much outshoot everybody assuming everyone up front does their job and you know no dumb mistakes are made you know and so that's that's the potential we're looking at this is definitely a top you know offense in the state at the very least you know which isn't a bad thing at all and so i mean i like what you said as well having a little trial by fire to start the season you know that way um honestly that way it feels like a playoff run right i'm looking at holyoke Wiggins, Lyman, there's probably a universe where that's a playoff run right there, you know, and so having that experience will be good. And then obviously, I mean, the rest of these teams, no disrespect to them, but as long as y'all take care of business, y'all could still drop those three games and still make the playoffs and be in a really good spot. So it is what it is there. But, you know, obviously one game at a time, you're going to take care of business. But definitely some names here. Holyoke, I know they have uh, they, they're losing a couple guys, but they have this kid, Wyatt Sprague, out there. I know y'all know him. Uh, definitely a guy that's been making some noise. I've been uh, keeping my ears down and some scouts have been uh, noticing him a little bit more. So we'll see how he goes. But definitely having a, a little bit more of an inexperienced team over there. Then you got Wiggins. They're basically returning everybody except for a lineman or two, um, which nothing. I mean, he's a great lineman, too, that they're losing. But still, definitely another team that offensively, you know, that could be a fun one. 
And then uh, then you got Lyman here as well. And Lyman's Lyman, so you know how they get down. But uh, just want to throw this out there. So, um, look, y'all have a great schedule here. I think y'all have a really good team. <clears throat> Easily should make a playoffs and shouldn't be a first round and uh, out type of team here. But I'm looking at the schedule. And honestly, man, this Wiggins game, I think I'm actually going to go to this one. If not me, Cody, and the whole crew. We'll go to Strasburg for that one and oh, yeah. uh, see what's up. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a good one. You know, also that'll be on my birthday too, so that'll be lit for sure. Right, but <laughs> we'll, give, we'll give you a dub for the birthday. Oh, yeah. Hey, say less. <laughs> say less, man. Too, so you can get dinner and a show for your birthday. <laughs> hey, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. But nah, that should be a good time. That's definitely one that because uh, I'm going through the schedule and marking down games that will be at. That's definitely one that I for sure want to go to because I've been wanting to go to Strasbourg for a game for a minute now. So there you go. But for y'all, I do want to ask you, you know, are there any games on the schedule or maybe, I don't know, like a part of the season that y'all are most looking forward to? Uh, for me, I don't know. The, the coolest thing about playing small town football is like, Every week, there's someone on the opposing team that, I mean, most of the kids we play against, I know a couple of them. I've talked to a couple of them. There's definitely a little bit of trash talking back and forth. And uh, also, I turn around uh, a month after season, and I end up playing them in basketball, too. So I know them pretty well. And I'm really excited. Uh, obviously, for the Lyman one, it's kind of a redemption game for me to show that I'm not just going to break down, uh, you know, that we as a team we're bouncing back and we're ready to get back on top uh so Lyman for sure and then I'm really excited for Wiggins um you know I know a lot of those kids Cole Kerr uh I've got to play against him since you know pretty much elementary school so um yeah uh that's kind of the cool part about small town football is you can you can kind of get more into you know those kind of matchups just because there's something a little more personal there because you know who you're going up against. So uh, Wiggins and Lyman, definitely for me. I'd say, I'd probably say Lyman and Wiggins too. You know, Lyman's fun. It's a rivalry game. We got full redemption there coming that we're excited for. But Wiggins, yeah. Wiggins, I wrestle with all those guys up uh, up there from Wiggins, Lathe, Ibrahim, Pepper, Rusher. My cousin, actually, who's my coach in the summer, is the head wrestling coach at Wiggins. So I know all those guys really well. Uh, Trey Fazicky, Cole Kerr. Um, I go up and hang out with those guys a lot. You know, we find a little trouble to get into up north there so i like those guys a lot but we also have like a little rivalry going we've been talking about playing them since we, we scrimmaged them last year before the season and we were honestly kind of like a deadlock scrimmage um Lyman was actually sick for that scrimmage yeah. but no so that one we've been we've been talking about playing them we got a couple wagers going on who's going to get that one so i'm really excited for wiggins yeah definitely for me uh the two rivalry games you know lyman and bennett you know lyman definitely very competitive game excited to go out you know see what this team can do against them you know, Bennett, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll take care of business with them. But, you know, it's a rivalry game, six miles apart. You know, everyone's going to go to that. Battle of the Bridge. Yeah, Battle of the Bridge. Hey, there you go, man. There you go. And I just realized as well, this whole first month is basically almost all at home. Mm-hmm. Bennett game's not even that far either. So that'll be y'all. Y'all get the town jumping if y'all get out all to right. a good start there. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun for sure. All right, then we'll say less. All right, so uh, kind of talking about the season a little bit more here, I uh, do want to ask y'all, what, what what are some keys to success uh, here for this season? What are some things that y'all really feel like, yo, we need to nail this for us to have a good season, not only have a good regular season, but make a nice deep playoff run here. But what are some keys to success? 
keys to success, I'd say for us, number one, the big question mark everyone's wondering about is uh, up front. Like I said, those guys have done a phenomenal job getting ready, but I think that's the biggest thing is um, offensively getting a good pocket for Landon, good push on our run game. Um, we've traditionally been a run-heavy game. And so based off of that, I would also say a big key to success for us this year is uh, our air attack. Um, we've got a lot of threats on the outside. We've got a Landon. He has a whole year of experience. Now he's got that bad taste in his mouth. Um, he's been ready. He's been ready to get back after it. So I think uh, the air attack, if we can get back going, that's a big key to success. Then also defensively, uh, answering those question marks. You know, losing Matthias Brown, uh, Bryce Maestas, all those guys up front, Wilson Ames, Jesse Burt, they were, they did a really good job for us defensively. But uh, I think our younger guys up front on the defensive line, um, if we get a good push from those guys, and then. Um, myself and Hayden Turner at safety. I think those will be good for the run game. And then we have JR and Dalton Bergstrom on the edge. So honestly, defensively, I think all around um, keys to success up front, we stop the run, safeties help stop the run, and then corners and safeties stop the air attack. So uh, those are my keys. Uh, for me, a big key, uh, you know, it, it's kind of especially for me, but making sure I go into every week and every game prepared. I've watched, you know, enough film and uh, I know what to expect and kind of have my mind ready for, you know, if it's going to be a game where I get a lot of pressure or uh, what, you know, what I'm going to see, what I'm going to, what's going to be open. So just being prepared um, goes especially for me, but also for everyone else. Um, the the more you know what to expect in the game, the lot more uh, composure you're going to have and, um, you know, you're going to settle in a lot quicker. So that's definitely a big one for me. And then, uh, like Zach said, just up front, um, you know, they're question marks, but um, a lot of potential. And I think uh, um, I speak for everyone kind of surrounding our program when I say we're very excited to see um, how how those guys step in to the shoes that they need to fill. So um, just preparation and kind of how things go up front are the two biggest you know, keys to success for me. Yeah, definitely for me, the, just the, uh, the attitude we have coming, to, coming into the game, you know, we have to come in thinking that we're going to kill every team that we, that we play, you know. We can't come in thinking that, oh, we might lose this game, you know. Just, we have to have that dog mentality, you know. And also, both sides of the ball, the line, you know, got to get some pressure from the defensive side. Got to get a good pocket. Um, keep the pressure away from Landon on the offensive side of the ball. You know, young, young guys, how to set up, step up. I like what you said there. Young guys got to step up. So speaking of young guys, now I, I want you to think about the underclassmen on your team. Some guys who uh, maybe aren't underclassmen, but haven't had much varsity play so far. And, you know, let us know, you know, who who is somebody that we should be looking out for to have a breakout season among this young group that, you know, isn't as proven yet, haven't had their chance, but that chance might be coming up this season. All right. I got two to start off. Uh, one of them, my boy, Austin Velasco, um, he's in my grade, but, you know, up to this point, he got a, a little bit of time at receiver towards the end of the year there. But the way it's looking right now is he'll be uh, a two-way starter. He'll play some outside backer and some uh, wide receiver. And, I mean, he's 6'3", he's long, he's fast, he can jump, um, got really good hands. He, um, you know, he, he kind of got his first taste of, um, I guess, you know what it's like to compete at this level um, in basketball last season, and you know he showed out and got all conference honors. So, and 
just watching the way he, you know, he came out and competed every day makes you that much more excited to see what he's going to do on the football field. So I expect huge things from Austin. He's got all the potential in the world, and I can't wait to see what he does. And then another one is uh, he's going to be a sophomore. His name's Ian Ross. Um, he'll play, he'll probably play uh, linebacker or kind of a defensive end type role um, on the defensive side, and then he'll end up playing tackle. Um, you know, he's one of the first freshmen I've ever seen throw around 225 on bench. Um, he's, he's just a maniac. Uh, he's always in the weight room, uh, obsessive worker. And, you know, on the football field, you see this look in his eyes and he just wants to take someone's head off. So that's always the type of guy you want to go uh, side by side with when you're going into battle. So Ian for sure. And then Austin are kind of my two. Mine would have to be uh, my boy, Charlie Spriggs. Um, that's kind of been my boy for after last season. He came and he said, look, I want to do big things next year. So he's been in the weight room. He's been working hard. Uh, last year during football season, he didn't even have weight training on his schedule. And about halfway um, halfway through the year, he got it changed. It was something with his parents. and like They wanted him to take college classes or something. But after football, he went to his parents. Um, he got it figured out with the school. So he's been in the weight room every day at school. He's been to every summer workout. That dude's just locked in. He'll be playing, I believe, a guard and a D-tackle for us. Um, I mean, Charlie's he's just mean, gritty. Um, he's not afraid to work hard, and he's not afraid of anybody. So he'll get in, he'll get in anybody's chest. We've already been talking to him about the Wiggins game. He'll be on. Uh, he'll be against my boy Lay. So I've been telling him already. He's excited for that matchup, you know. So I've watched that game a lot. It's going to be a big test for him, but I think he's ready. Yeah, definitely those guys: Austin, Ian Ross, uh, Charlie Spriggs. Can't wait to see what those guys do. Hope they step up. And definitely know they will. Another guy that I really hope to see step up and, you know, really take on a lead role in the line is Al Dickens. You know, hopefully he just step in those shoes of wherever he plays, wherever you end up putting him. But really excited to see how he does and competes. Say less, say less. Well, y'all, I am ex- super excited for y'all season. It's going to be great, honestly. Uh, like I said, hey, September 2nd, Friday, 7 p.m. at Strasburg. PMC crew, we finna be up there. Obviously, y'all be down there competing. That should be one of the top-tier clashes, not just in 1A, but in all of football straight up. So that'll be a big one. Uh, Boys, honestly, thank you so much for being on the show. I do want to always just leave some time here at the end for uh, y'all to just shout out anybody who has helped y'all get here. And then uh, from there, I mean, just last words and stuff, and then we could wrap this thing up here. But uh, go ahead, take as uh, much time as you want shouting out people. But uh, go ahead and do y'all's thing. I'll just go shout out these fellas for coming on with me. Uh, I, I knew they'd have a lot of good stuff to say, and I wanted everyone to hear it. So uh, just shout out these two and, you know, shout out all my teammates. Can't wait for a good season. Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely shout out these boys, uh, all my teammates showing up every day in the weight room coming to practice and uh shout out to coaching staff my boy coach ross holding us accountable in the weight room helping us get a little bit bigger and more athletic just shout out to all those guys shout out to the strasburg community also yeah i mean those guys got our back 100 shout out to you guys for giving us the opportunity uh to come on here and say our piece you know you guys have done a lot of good things for strasburg or strasburg football colorado football in general and you know shout out to the whole coaching staff the boys everyone's been working hard um, we know what we have in Strasburg, and uh, we're all getting ready to show it. So just shout out to everybody that's believed. Shout out to the haters. You know, we got a big, big show coming up this season. We're excited. So thank you for giving us the opportunity. 
Hey, man, it's an absolute pleasure whenever we get to talk to y'all, whether it's on air or off off air. So ain't no problem at all. Um, Appreciate y'all coming on and all that great stuff. Best of luck this season. We'll see you in Strasbourg, um, if not before, for any reason. Uh, but we'll see you there in Strasbourg September 2nd, man. Should be a good time regardless. It'll be our game of the week. And to you, the listeners out there, if you don't got anything going on September 2nd, Strasbourg, just a couple miles outside of Denver, you know, make the trip. It's not even really that crazy of a trip. There's okay. there's there's farther places for sure. So there you go there. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for rocking with us and we'll catch y'all later.